you're listening to Live with Lija. I'm your host, Lija, duh. I'm a lawyer and YouTuber, and I keep you up to date with a zero BS take on the news every Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central, live on YouTube. And then I post that audio here for you as a podcast so you can listen on the go, you busy fucking bee. Enjoy. Hello. Hi. Happy Thursday. Can you hear me? Can you see me? How does it look? We're working with a different camera and mic setup today. Um, I am nervous that the camera's going to die in the middle of this because I've never used this camera as a live streaming camera before. This is my main camera that I use for editing, but I figured out how to turn it into a live stream camera as well. Um, but who knows how long it'll last? Who knows how long it'll last? Who knows, uh, how good this sound sounds. Usually I've got the mic in front of my mouth, which is a look, but I kind of find myself like dodging around it and then like trying and moving it around. I find it distracting. And so I wanted to try this little setup. I have a microphone right up here. So I also have a, a backup camera and mic if for some reason this doesn't work. So glad to hear, glad to see everything's doing good. Hold on, let me, I gotta fluff the hair. Happy Thursday. It's summertime and I feel it. It's warm. My vegetables are thriving in the garden. I've been eating my little lettuces already. My beans are starting to get little sprouts on them. I can have some beans soon. I'm going to the lake this weekend with a bunch of my high school friends. Uh, it's going to be great. Just a, a good classic summer vacation weekend Wisconsin cabin moment. And uh, can't wait. Can't wait to get in a lake. Get in a lake. That's right, queen of horticulture. That's me. Horticulture. If anyone's been watching All Stars, I have. I've been catching up with uh, All Stars, Drag Race, All Stars. Um, I'm gonna start watching and live reacting to the episodes over on Patreon, which I think will be fun but I had to catch up first, but I'm almost caught up. So that's that. Should we get into the news? Sorry to say it's Trump o'clock to start, starting strong with Trump o'clock. In case you didn't hear, federal prosecutors have notified former US President Donald Trump's attorneys that he is the target of an investigation into his handling of classified materials. And if you're like, yeah, done, we are already knew that. That was my thought at first too. I was like, yeah, we, we know, we've been talking about it. Daddy Jack Smith has been on the job for months at this point, we all know. But this letter is like an official formal thing that is often sent to the subjects, the targets of grand jury investigations by the DOJ, kind of to give them the opportunity to present rebuttal evidence to the grand jury, basically. The, the Justice Department typically notifies people when they become targets of an investigation to give them an opportunity to present their own evidence before a grand jury. The notification does not necessarily mean Trump will be charged, but often it does mean that the person who receives the notification will be charged. Often it does. Might not, but often it, it does mean that. So that's cool. 
Although there are some signs that the document's investigation is coming to a close, the timing of when a person is told that they're a target can't necessarily be used as a predictor of when charges might be brought. So he got the letter. That doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be charged with a federal crime next week or something, though Lord knows he'll probably tweet that he will be because he loves doing that. Um, it just means that be on your toes, Trumpy. Be on your toes, okay? So as a recap of the many uh, legal foibles and woes of Donald Trump, so a federal grand jury has been investigating Trump's retention of classified materials after leaving the White House in 2021. That's what this letter was about. That's what this probe is about. That's what he is potentially going to see charges related to because of his boxes and boxes of documents he kept at Mar-a-Lago and then told people, no, there's nothing classified there. Or, yeah, I totally declassified them before I left the White House, which is a claim that his lawyers are not willing to make in court because that would be perjury. Okay. Second criminal investigation is looking into his efforts, him and his allies, to overturn the 2020 election, you know, January 6th, that whole thing, also being investigated for that. I believe J Daddy Jack Smith is looking into both. Let's see. And then separately, a jury in federal court in Manhattan in May decided a civil lawsuit that he must pay $5 million in damages for sexually abusing former Elle magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll and then defaming her by lying about it. What? That's crazy. That's crazy behavior. What? He lied about something? No. And then he also faces a criminal investigation by a county prosecutor in Georgia relating to his efforts to undo his 2020 election loss in that state. If you remember that fateful phone call where he asked the Georgia election official to just conveniently find the exact number of votes needed for him to win the state. So we got a lot. We got a lot going on for old Trumpy, but it seems as though things Things are coming to a head for him, maybe. The other thing too, let's see. Yeah, so I had this other article um, saying that the special counsel, Daddy Jack Smith, plans to shift the focus of his possible indictment to South Florida. He has been doing his investigation in DC because that's where people do investigations when they work for the DOJ. Um, read you a couple lines of this. The Justice Department prosecutors are planning to bring significant portion of any charges stemming from the possible mishandling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, uh, the home of former president, a, at a nearby federal court in South Florida. The legal rationale for such a move is that the bulk of the conduct at issue in the investigation occurred in the Southern District of Florida around Mar-a-Lago. Even if much of the investigation led by special counsel Daddy Jack Smith has been handled by a grand jury in D.C., that approach by prosecutors does not rule out the possibility of some charges, such as perjury or false statements, being filed in Washington in connection with grand jury appearances or law enforcement interviews. Um, but if Trump is charged on his home turf, he could face a significantly different jury pool than the one in Washington. It could also speed up the path to a trial because it could eliminate potential legal challenges about whether charges were being brought in the right place. And if there's one thing we know about Trump, it's that he loves to dig his heels in when it comes to legal everything, all legal battles. He pays lawyers to muck it up as much as possible so that it goes as slowly as possible. And Daddy Jack is like, nah, not on my watch. And so this way, 
there can't be any sort of venue challenges. I mean, he'll probably challenge venue is like, I'm not gonna be able to get a fair trial because media coverage or something stupid, but he at least can't challenge the venue or the uh, jurisdiction based on like, it didn't happen here because it did. So it's just creates probably less opportunity for Trump to drag his feet on this one. Let me take a look at your comments. Let's see, Boxy, welcome. Glad you made this one. Get some more coffee. Not holding breath that anything will happen to that gerbil. Fair, fair. I know, I feel like any sort of prosecution, even if it does come to where he's even found guilty federally for like a crime, being being a criminal does not bar you from the White House. They forgot to add that part to the Constitution. Perjury the Rusical would be a bop. Someone call RuPaul. How can you be involved in so many investigations at the same time physically and mentally? Is that what, yeah, that's what lawyers are for. He, I guarantee you, is not thinking about it. He's just saying like, dig, dig your feet in, make it go slower. And if they don't, he gets mad and throws things and has a tantrum. Um, so he's probably being informed, but like the level of informed you want to be depends on the person. And um, something tells me he couldn't really follow along even if he was informed. Yeah, very hooked on phonics is, I think, exactly the way to put it. <laughs> Would love Daddy Jack Smith to specially investigate my ass. I love that. Are legal fees tax deductible? Um, Probably. He probably has some tax person who's able to figure out how to do that. I don't know enough about taxes to say one way or the other. The chat is always horny for the egg specialist. Daddy Jack Smith. All right, get your brains out of the gutter. We're moving on. Actually, keep your brains in the gutter because we live in a trash time in a world covered in trash. <laughs> How about that rusical? Oh, uh, boy. Um, so in case you haven't been paying attention, all of the East Coast is just blanketed in very dangerous levels of smoke and particulate matter. So if you're on the East Coast, break out the old N95 mask. I saw a tweet yesterday that was like something about like the sentence that I can, it can be, can, it'll be convenient because you can just reuse your N95 masks from the pandemic in order to survive the wildfire smoke. Not a great time to be alive. That's not a great sentence. Uh, so New York Times had a helpful few um, maps. This is what the air quality is going to be like for the next kind of eight-ish hours. 
So kind of just hanging out over Manhattan, Delaware, D.C., into Virginia, plus Michigan. So just so you know. And then there's still light air quality problems just everywhere else. I know here in Minnesota, earlier this week, like Monday, we had, and Tuesday, we had some really hazy skies. Um, it was not anything like what New York's having, but like we're seeing it all the way in Minnesota. And last summer we saw much, much worse um, because there were Canadian wildfires closer to the West. And we saw tons of like really bad, bad smog days. Nothing again, like the pictures I'm seeing out of New York, but like close, like we were having orange skies and stuff. And I actually bought a bunch of air purifiers because of that. Cause I'm like, oh shit, like this is the world we're in. I'm going to buy five. <laughs> So I did a ton of research and bought like the best within budget air purifiers I could get. And I just have them for, you know, in case, because that's the world we live in now. Um, yeah, it's unhealthy from Detroit to Philadelphia. Here's where it is currently unhealthy or hazardous. Fun little map. Love to see it throughout Philadelphia, New York. Okay, come down here. Still in the yellow, pretty much everywhere else. Minneapolis is green, which is good. The last couple days it hasn't been, but it's, it's a lot better today. So yeah, really populous area for there to be such awful uh, air quality. Much of the smoke can be traced back to fires burning in Quebec. Nearly 150 fires are active in that province alone. Some of the fires started days ago, if not weeks, but a storm system swirling off the coast of Nova Scotia in recent days forced the smoke from these fires south into the United States and then east. So it kind of went like a little circle because that's the way that weather moves. Uh, it's expected to persist for the next several days, which, with haze likely to continue across the region. Above normal temperatures and dry conditions have helped ignite fires across Canada since May, but many of the ones burning in Quebec now were ignited by lightning earlier this month. And then here's a little map of the fires, which when you're out this far, you're like, that's not much. But then when you zoom in, it's like, there's so many of these like little orange dots just everywhere, just little tiny fires and then some really big fires all over the place. When you start just kind of like scrolling around, it's just, it's all over the place. So not great. One by one, they look tiny, but the overall cumulative effect is bad. Oh, maybe that's where the haze was coming from here in Minnesota was up here. So we got a lot going on over here too. Canada, what are we doing? Well, it's been dry there. That's what, that's what it said. So that's interesting and bad. I think I had one more. Yeah, schools across. Okay, so these are some of kind of the effects we're seeing from this, which as I'm reading this, just like... For me, it's really stark and kind of shocking to think about just like the snowball effect of this. Like it hasn't been raining, it's dry. That's causing forest fires. Those forest fires are causing smoke. The air, the movement of the air is then moving it, you know, like the cumulative effects of global warming are what's terrifying. Yeah, the fires are bad, but then the accumulation of all of it is bad. And then the people who lose the most are, of course, the people who have the least 
to lose. Yeah. Schools across the U.S. East Coast canceled outdoor activities, airline traffic slowed, and millions of Americans were urged to stay indoors. The U.S. National Weather Service issued an air quality alert for virtually the entire Atlantic seaboard. Health officials from Vermont to South Carolina and as far west as Ohio and Kansas warned residents that spending time outdoors could cause respiratory problems due to high levels of fine particulates in the atmosphere. The, north, the worst outbreak of wildfire smoke to blanket the northeastern U.S. in more than 20 years. The spooky air was especially tough on people toiling outdoors, such as Chris Riccardi, owner of Neighbors Envy Landscaping in Roxbury, New Jersey. He said that he and his crew were curtailing work hours and wearing masks they used for heavy pollen. We don't have the luxury to stop working, he said. We want to keep our exposure to the smoke to a minimum, but what can you really do about it? Oh, yeah, they had some pictures that were pretty stark. In case you haven't seen pictures out of New York, this is what it's been looking like. There it is in Washington. That's kind of what we were seeing in Minnesota a couple days ago. Not, not quite that bad, but similar vibes. Life still goes on. The Kardashians continue to Kardashian despite it all because global warming affects only those who cannot handle it. And these bitches are fine. There's old, old Liberty, Lady Lib. Just, we, this is not what, this is not the future this child deserves. <laughs> Bleak. In some areas, the air quality index, which measures ma major pollutants, including particulate matter produced by wildfires, was well above 400, which sets 100, according to Air Now, which sets 100 as unhealthy and 300 as hazardous. So they were above 400. Among major cities, New York had the highest AQI in the world on Wednesday afternoon at 342, about double the index for chronically polluted cities such as Dubai and Delhi. Double Dubai and Delhi. Forest fires have scorched 9.4 million acres and forced 120,000 people from their homes in an unusually and early and intense start to the wildfire season. It's been linked to higher rates of heart attacks and strokes, increases in emergency room visits for asthma and other respiratory conditions, eye irritation, itchy skin and rashes. Uh, Home Depot store in Manhattan sold out of air purifiers and masks. New York Roadrunners canceled events intended to mark Global Running Day. Basically, the people who are being affected the most are like children, the elderly, those with underlying conditions like asthma and other shit that like makes it even worse, physical laborers who have to work outside, poor people who can't afford masks and air purifiers, or can't afford in the middle of the day to run to Home Depot to buy the last five on the shelf, you know? That's who's being affected the most by global warming. That's who was affected the most by the pandemic. Do we see a pattern? It's bad. Let me look at your comments. Oh, wait, I think, did I have one more? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how to stay safe from the smoke that's spreading. So just, just some tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. Um, so what is particulate matters? Tiny solid and liquid droplets that hang in the air and can be harmful to human health. Wildfires are a major source of that. Larger particulate matter called PM10 can irritate your eyes, nose, and throat, but smaller particulate matter called PM2.5 is apparently even worse since the fine particles can get into the deeper parts of your lungs and your blood. Cool. Some tips. 
Stay indoors as much as possible. Wear an N95 or similar respirator outside and limit strenuous activity. Monitor the air quality. Use a high quality air filter in your home and seal up openings in your doors and windows. Pets should stay indoors as much as possible when the air quality is low and take only brief bathroom breaks outside. Keep your doggies hydrated. Keep them occupied with indoor activities. They say hide and seek, fetch, and a refresher on basic commands. <laughs> stay inside and train your dog. Don't breathe the air. That's that's the that's the advice. All right, now to your comments. <sighs> oh, okay, that's interesting. The fires in the West Coast. Uh, there was a beetle run five years ago that killed the trees, leaving nothing but firewood. So it's just like dry, dead trees because of an overrun of beetles, probably also due to global warming. Thick Haze is an excellent drag name. Thank you for sharing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Thick Haze. Yeah, we don't have the luxury to stop working. Even people who don't labor outside, even those of us who labor on the inside, <laughs> labor on the inside, you know what I mean? We just, we can't stop. Capitalism continues its ever-present trudge onward as we watch the world collapse around us. <sighs> Let's see. Just reading your comments. You gotta, you gotta keep those weed plants inside. Minnesota legalized marijuana. That's some good news. That's fun. Could start having growing my own little plants. Says the girl who does not do weed because it makes me too anxious. But you know, it could be an option. Not that I've ever tried weed before it was legalized. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh... Oh yeah, wash your veggies. Change all your filters. I also saw something about AC units. They don't necessarily filter it out. So if you have like a window unit, double check the guidance on that. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> the microplastics meeting the smoke from the wildfire in my blood. Ay, ay, ay. You, you gotta, you gotta laugh through it, my friends. Hmm. Pee pads for the dogs. That's fucking depressing, but a good tip. Yeah, check your filter rating. That seems good. Breakdown of the new weed laws in Minnesota. I actually don't know what they are. I think they go into effect August 1st, but like it's going to take a long time for actual like weed stores to be operational because there's so much regulation that comes with all of it. So, I don't know. I don't I don't know the details, but maybe I can look into it. All right, moving on. 
Where are we going next? Oh, straight to the gay agenda, obviously, though it's not positive. We're not spreading the agenda fast enough, you guys. Louisiana lawmakers pass ban on transition care for transgender minors. My video, my next video I'm thinking is going to be about why Republicans are obsessed with trans kids. Uh, I did not post a new video yesterday on my main feed because I'm behind. Um, but there should be one coming out tomorrow. What is it about? Hmm, that's a great question. I literally filmed it yesterday. What is it about? It's about why conservatives are obsessed with banning books. There it is. Book bans. That's coming out tomorrow. Next week's video, I'm thinking, is going to be why are conservatives so obsessed with trans kids? Because I heard an interesting podcast about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this makes sense for my channel. So I'm going to be talking about why the fuck they're so obsessed with this. Because it's fucking weird. Louisiana lawmakers have voted to make the state the latest to prevent transgender minors from having access to gender transition care, advancing legislation that would ban hormone treatments, puberty blockers, and surgeries for young people. It's unclear on Wednesday how the governor would respond. Mr. Edwards is the lone Democratic governor in the Deep South and has voiced opposition, but the bill passed through the Republican-controlled state legislature by a wide enough margin to override a veto. Supporters of the bill argued that it would help protect children from medical treatments they believe are risky. They being supporters of the bill. Who are they? Not medical professionals. Great, glad we're all on the same page. But they believe that these medical treatments are risky, unproven, and could carry long-term consequences. And several Democrats joined Republicans in voting for the bill because the Deep South is fucking loony. The people of Louisiana have made it clear that our children are worth fighting for, says State Representative Gabe Fearment, the Republican who sponsored the bill. Uh-huh. Explain to me how that works, how you're fighting for kids by ostracizing them, making feel, them feel bad about the oftentimes life-saving treatment that they are seeking. Critics argued that the proponent's stance defied the outlook of much of the medical establishment and that the ban would deny young people access to care that could be medically necessary and beneficial to their well-being. It's never about the children. It's never about the children. It's never about the well-being of children. With book bans, with trans kids, banning transgender affirmative care, it's never about protecting the kids. Never, ever, ever. It's a smokescreen and a lie. If the measure becomes law, Louisiana would join 17 states that have enacted bans or severe restrictions this year on access to transition care for minors, all part of a broader effort by conservative lawmakers to regulate the lives of transgender or gender nonconforming young people. Because again, it's not about the kids. It's about control. The Louisiana legislature also recently approved bills that would restrict teachers from discussing gender identity and sexual orientation, a version of the Don't Say Gay laws from Florida, <clears throat> and limit students' ability to have teachers and school officials refer to them by pronouns other than the ones associated with the sex on their birth certificates. Why do we care? Why do we care? Why are we spending taxpayer money and time on this? Why? LGBTQ advocates have criticized lawmakers for directing so much effort toward targeting a small population that has a painful history of being marginalized and mistreated. Uh, according to Medicaid claims, and data from 2017 to 2021, the number of young people receiving hormone treatments and puberty blockers in Louisiana is 21 to 57 children per year. 
So a couple dozen kids is taking up the entire Louisiana legislature's time. They're passing laws to regulate the tr healthcare treatment of a couple dozen kids who, along with their parents and doctors, the real experts in their lives and what they need, have decided that they need some sort of treatment and the legislature says no. Fuck your mom, fuck your doctor. We know better. It's so maddening. It's so upsetting. It's so stupid. Like it just, I was gonna say it just logically doesn't make sense, but it does make sense because it's not about the children. It's about not only power and control, but also getting reelected. And when you can get your base into a frenzy and fearmonger the fuck out of them into thinking that this is a problem that needs a solution, you get more votes. You get more votes because it's really easy to pick on a group of a couple dozen kids. That is fucked up. It's fucked up. Let me take your comments. Mind your damn business. Trans people aren't bothering you. They're not doing nothing to you. Trans kids especially are not the fucking predators that you think they are. You're a predator for being weird and sexualizing them in that way. Get a fucking grip. Sure, caution when it comes to medical intervention. Caution that should probably be communicated by a doctor, not by a legislature full of bigots who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm not saying every kid should go out and start taking hormones if that's not right for them, but they sure as fuck shouldn't be barred from it by a group of idiots. Yeah, D&D &D and Satanic Panic back in the 80s and 90s. Gosh, it's tough. Yeah, think of the children. I yelled that a couple times in my new video that's coming out tomorrow. But think of the children! Yeah, how much money is being spent on this and not getting done? Because it is a waste of money. And it's wild to me because it's a waste of money that is being pushed by a group of people, conservatives, who are very upset with how wasteful government spending is and don't want the state intervening into their lives. And yet, and yet, what are we doing with the book bans, with the trans bans, the trans care bans? Like it doesn't, it's not about government size. It's about power and control. It's about shoving your ideology down the throats of everyone around you. Ah. <sighs> 
they think they morally know better than everyone else, but they are most of the time just motivated by power and greed and not qualified. You don't have to have any qualifications to be elected. Uh, the pearl clutchers. Anyway. That's that. Moving on. I don't have a headline for this one. It's not the gay agenda anymore. Maybe Consumption Corner. No, Consumption Corner is supposed to be fun. Let's go to Racist Station because it's about Tucker Carlson. Good old Tuck is a social media star now. Welcome to the club, buddy. Uh, he has started because, you know, he got kicked off Fox. Um, and, you know... Fox is a huge platform with like millions and millions of views, but like your social media platform can also have that if you're Tucker Carlson and you're, you're, you are able to pull it off. So he started a new series. First episode just dropped called Tucker on Twitter. I have it here. Episode one. Let's see. Let me see if I can play this for you. Um, this one. Carlson, this morning it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages. Destroyed impression. Sweaty and rat-like. A comedian. It's just a boring show, and it's basically his news show with, like, lower production value. Um, and, like, a weird weird backdrop choice it's i think supposed to be a cabin are those guns or pool cues back there couple shelves with nondescript things just bare wood his announcement video down here had a similar kind of what's happening i don't know background it looks like a cabin it looks very like i'm a man and i'm in the woods and i own guns like that's that's the vibe so i don't encourage you to watch it but i just thought i'd keep you up to date on what he's doing that's right nothing sounds less appealing than tuck on twit Yeah, no one tell him about my course. <laughs> no one tell him about my course. Though I do mention at one point in my course that while you should stick to your guns and lean into who you are, you shouldn't do it when it's about bigotry and hate. So maybe it's a lesson he could use. That's right, the concerned forehead. <laughs> Truck stop Carlson. It's great. Not a, not a book in sight. Anyway, that's that. Let's go over to uh, Consumption Corner because we keep it positive in Consumption Corner. What have I been consuming? 
Drag Race, All Stars 8. I'm actually going to be on a podcast called Sissy That Pod. I was on last All Stars season, season seven, to talk about my thoughts and opinions. So they're having me back on in a couple weeks. So I was like, fuck, I got to get caught up before that interview. So um, having a great time with that, though I will say, and you can hear more about my opinions on it on the podcast, but I uh, feel like we were really spoiled in All-Stars season seven because it was All-Stars, all winners. And the quality, the caliber, this season feels almost like just a regular season of Drag Race. Sorry, I said it. I'm not that impressed. I haven't had like a <gasps> gasp moment yet, but I'm still catching up. I got a couple of, couple of episodes left to get caught up on. I haven't seen Snatch Game. That's the one that I haven't seen yet. Um, what else am I consuming? Still consuming Yellow Jackets. So good. Love it. Love it. Um, I haven't been reading as much lately. I think because like by the time night rolls around, usually I'm, I'm reading in bed and I just want to go to bed. I've been hot all day. The AC is humming in that bedroom. It's cold and I'm ready to just curl right up. So have not been reading as much. Um, we had another class last night from Moira. She's in level two of doggy obedience school and she's the star pupil. She's so good. We're, right now we're working on healing because she can walk on a leash pretty good. She likes to pull though. We're working on healing, which is more like she's like eyes on me as we're walking the whole time, which isn't like you're going for a walk in the neighborhood, a thing that you need. But like when you're in like a busy Home Depot or the airport, which is my goal with her is to be able to like have her trained as a psychiatric um, service dog and then like bring her on planes and stuff. She needs to be able to like tune in. Like there's a lot of go a lot of shit going on. You gotta be able to watch me. So she's doing great. She's doing great. Um, let's see. That's all I got. It's 11.08. We gotta get to work, you guys. If you uh, don't know, I have a course on how to be a YouTuber that should be linked in the description down below if you want to learn how to grow on YouTube. My channel's been blowing up over there. I don't know if you know, I just celebrated hitting 100,000 subscribers like a couple weeks ago, and I am now at 140,000. So hi, if you're new here, if you've found me in the last couple weeks. We're having a real unprecedented growth period, and I'm excited about it. It feels good feels right. I've been working extra hard on my videos lately um, to try to kind of up the production value and really make them as entertaining as possible, kind of practice what I'm preaching over on my YouTube course. Um, but if you're interested in learning how to do YouTube, that's linked down below. It's called Catalyst Academy. Grow a thriving YouTube channel in five hours per week because I know you're busy and you deserve to have the channel of your dreams anyway. Oh, and if you uh, are a member of the Academy, you also get membership to the Catalyst Club, which is a membership group. Um, and if you are in that, please remember that in an hour at noon central time, I am doing a seminar all about copyright on YouTube and how to avoid copyright strikes, et cetera, et cetera. So don't miss that at noon. I'm going to be sending out a reminder email right after this. But sign up below 
if you're interested. Those are all my announcements. Keep your eyes peeled for tomorrow when my newest edited video drops. It's all about book bans. I'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to Live with Lija. Catch me live over on YouTube every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time or listen in podcast form every Thursday afternoon. See you next time, you dirty little rascal.